Bring on the Lakers. L.A. comes to town tonight. The 76ers are coming off of a much-needed victory. We'll see what they can do against LeBron James and the Lakers. We'll talk about that more next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. I'm Keith Pompey, the co-host of Locked On 76ers. My man right next to me, Mr. John Mitchell, is the other co-host. If y'all don't know it, y'all need to follow my man. So what's up, bro? What's good? Man, I'm good, man. I, have we spoken since? Uh, we haven't spoken much since the holiday, man, but I'm doing well. How you doing? Yeah, I can't complain. I can't complain. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I, I've been a little sluggish. I've been... A little, um, I don't know, man, I ate too much. But look, here's the deal. We're going to see what's going to happen tonight. The Sixers play the Lakers. And yeah. when you think of this rivalry, you think of great games. You think of the Sixers playing well but losing close. But you're about to drop some knowledge. It ain't the rivalry isn't like the way people thought it used. It ain't the rivalry that when we were kids growing up, when Magic and them yeah. came to town. I mean, just break it down to us, bro. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah. Times has changed. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I mean, well, a lot of people probably don't realize it's gotten really one-sided and lopsided in the last few years. Um, the Six of Curly won the last six meetings between the teams and uh, that's dating back to um, March of 2020 uh, when the Lakers uh, beat them 120-107 and the Sixers have actually won nine of the last 10 meetings between the Lakers. So um, they're, they're kind of, you know, years, the, the Lakers have always been that, you know, that elite franchise, franchise with the, you know, league leader in championships, but I, you know, you, you look at them now and they're kind of on the tail end of LeBron's career. They're not as dominant, nearly as dominant as they have been in years gone by. Um, and, you know, they're coming to the Wells Fargo Center on a road trip. They've actually, they've actually played pretty well on a three-game uh, road winning streak. So we'll see if if they can do that at if they can, they, they, just, they just beat Cleveland. We'll see if they can just take that into the Wells Fargo Center and beat a, a 76 team that themselves got a nice win in uh, Oklahoma City 
over the weekend. So, uh, but yeah, it's just it hasn't been the uh, the illustrious matchup of the 1980s and the glory years of the NBA. Um, and even even going back to 2001, when the teams met in the NBA Finals, and uh, Allen Iverson infamously stepped over over uh, Teron Liu. I was actually covering the Wizards that year when he did that. So, well, and then was, was in uh, LA for that for that uh, champ for that series. Uh, so it's yeah, it's the rivalry has changed. It's always going to be one of the more traditional rivalries in the NBA because they're big cities, big, big basketball, legendary um, or core franchises of the NBA. But, it, you know, the Lakers are, you know, every time you cast a gaze at them, they're under, they seem to be underperforming now in the last few years with LeBron and AD. You never know what you're going to get from AD. You may get some really good games from him for a stretch, but you just really never know what you're going to get from them. So I am. Um, I think this is a good time for the Sixers to send a message and turn that nine of the last 10 into 10 of the last 11 and, uh, and get a win here. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about this is that, um, you know, a lot of that has to do with MB's dominations, like MB has mm-hmm. played the Lakers 10 times, right? It's funny. <laughs> He's averaging 31.6 points and 9.9 rebounds against the Lakers. And when you think about it, his career average, <laughs> he loves some teams in LA. He's averaging 31.6 against the Lakers and his career high against one team is the Clippers where he's averaging 34.4 points. So this 31.6 is tied for the second most against one team and, and, you know, in points total, because he's also averaging that number against the Indiana Pacers in 18 games. So, you know, Embiid has been a beast man against there. And, and I get it. A lot of times he wants to go to LA and, you know, he's mm-hmm. there, he knows he's playing at, um, you know, whatever they name, crypto.com this time before it was the Staples Center. And you got the millionaires, you got the movie stars, and mm-hmm. Joel's putting on the show. And, you know, he's, he's been that way. And, and you look at it, he's just been a dominant guy against this team. And he's had a lot of success. Um, I, I feel like you know, Maxie gets out and run to buy his plays well against this team. So, but, but to me, the biggest thing is they never had anybody on their team that was capable of, 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 of stopping Joel, you know, even yeah. like we talked about Anthony Davis, um, you know, you know, an all-star type of guy who's listed as probable for the night. Um, mm. But Joel just dominated him throughout his career, whenever they had, they may have AD at the four and they'll have another guy at the center. Joel dominated that guy too. It it just seems like there are certain teams and Joel is the MVP. You know, he leads the league in scoring, but the Lakers are, have always been a team where he's just thrived on against that squad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you wonder, I mean, you know, for, for, there's certain teams that, um, like everybody, when they go to Madison Square Garden, no matter how many times you've been there, you want to have a good game. Um, <clears throat> and whenever you play the Lakers, whether it's here or because the Lakers have always been the show, 
you know, going, you know, you, you go back to the Showtime Lakers, you go back way before that, you go back to the Wilt Chamberlain Lakers, uh, the Showtime Lakers, the Kobe and Shaq three-peat Lakers, you know, the, the, the Lakers without Shaq and with Kobe, when Kobe kind of emerged as the best player in the world. Um, teams always, I mean, you know, that's, they're always in the crosshairs. They're like the, um, the, the symbol from public enemy, you know, they are always in everybody's crosshairs. And I think, um, that's a good thing because teams will get up for them and, you know, coming into, you know, when, when they come into your building, I mean, I, I remember when LeBron used to come to, um, come to Washington when I was covering the wizards and even when he was coming, coming to Philadelphia, it was just different. It was like, you know, this guy is now recognized as the best player in the world as the, as the heir apparent to uh, Michael Jordan. Um, and and, te- and teams just got up for them, and there was a different feeling in the arena. But I, I, I don't think you so much get that feeling anymore, Keith. You know, nah, you I, I don't get that. Nah, you don't. Yeah. You, 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 you don't. I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think te- I, I, I think players still get up for them, and they get up for LeBron, but the electricity – and LeBron's putting up great numbers. I mean, we've never seen anybody play this late into their career, putting up the kind of numbers he's putting up and he's putting up, but it just doesn't have the same type of impact on a game, on a game-to-game basis. You know, the, the numbers are, are good, but they're not um, they're not earning them wins the way they the way he used to when he was in Miami. And even earlier in his career with uh, when he and AD were, were, were very good together, and they still are very good together. But it's just not the same thing. Well, I think uh, the part of the problem is like you know, AD. You know, he's a he's a great player when healthy, um, but he's mm-hmm. been hurt a lot, right? Yeah. Um, and you yeah. look at LeBron. What is he? Thirty eight, you know, thirty nine, whatever, thirty eight. Like you yeah. can't yeah. expect somebody that age to carry your team for the most part. Right. And when right. you when right. you look at their roster, like Rui Hachimura, you know, um, mm-hmm. Cam Reddish. You know, yeah. guys like that, um, you know, even the point guards. I mean, these are guys that other teams gave up on. And now they're right. in L.A. trying to reestablish their career, right? So that's the hard part. Now, the something that we're talking about, you know, health-wise, and here's a problem tonight. So, you know, right now they have one, two, three, four, five, six guys on the injury report, right? Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is the you know, the, the Batman to LeBron's, uh, um, no, he's Robin to LeBron's uh, Batman. And mm-hmm. he's listed as probable with hip spasms, right? Rui Hachimura, another, you know, a guy who they they depend on is mm-hmm. out with a nasal fracture. LeBron James is questionable with a calf, a calf contusion. Now I expect him to play, but he's listed as uh, questionable. Cam Reddish, you know, a left groin uh, sprain strain uh, is questionable. Jared Vanderbilt, he's out with um, a heel injury. Gabe Vincent, he's out with um, a left knee effusion. So they have problems with these guys staying healthy, and and, and that also hinders. And you say, like, yeah, no one is afraid of them anymore just because, you know, hey, LeBron's getting – getting older, AD can't stay healthy, and and you got all these young teams out there 
that that are ascending. Like look look at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Look at you know right. look at the Denver Nuggets who won the championship. Look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it's just you know what they have is they have a bunch of fringe guys mm-hmm. and a bunch of injured guys and an and an older guy. I'm not calling them old, but an older yeah. guy, Ron James, and and that's the problem. It's, yes, it's part. It's part of the changing of the guard. You know, it, it, it always happens. Um, and with you know, with LeBron, we're you know, we're, we're in the waning years of his career. You know, he says he wants to play with Bronny. We'll see if that ever happens. I, you know, for him, I, for him, and for them, I hope it does happen. I think it would be great to see, um, you know, LeBron play with his son if he's in fact good enough to be in the NBA. But yeah, they are. Uh, it's it's they're, they're banged up. They're on the road. It's uh, it's, it's post it's post holiday. It's, it's it's in between. You know the NBA. Most people don't really consider the NBA really beginning until Christmas Christmas Day, when it really starts to heat up. But the, yeah, they are. I think they're primed to be had by the, the Sixers. The Sixers um, again coming off a nice win, um, and, and, and Grant, you know, the Sixers have lost four of the last six games, so. You know, we were here last week kind of questioning, you know, questioning where are the 76ers? This is a good barometer in that you, you need to come out here and, 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 and beat this team, which is three times, you know, three time zones away from home and wishing that they weren't. So, uh, you know, so 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 it, it, I think it will be a good game because LeBron never he he always gives you his best. And um, and AD has been playing well. You know, he's coming off of, off of a really nice game and that went over Cleveland. I think it was 32 uh, points and 13 rebounds. And it's kind of game, you know, when you look at AD, when, when he's on, he's on. But, you know, this year, as in previous years, when he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it. So we'll see what he has tonight. Yeah, we definitely will. But, hey, when we get back, I want to give uh, – when we get back, I want to talk about Kelly Oubre – Nick Nurse gave a little update on Kelly Oubre um, uh, yesterday. So I want to talk about that. But right now, I want to talk to you guys about PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six players, stats, projections, and watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, right? A league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or league. For example, we've been talking about LeBron James. You can put LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions, right? And also, here's something else. You want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promo tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. So there's a lot, right? What do you do? You go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Now I'm going to repeat. 
Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. It's highly encouraged to go to prize picks. I'm telling you guys, it makes daily fantasy sports made easy. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Well, Mitch, you know, uh, they had, I guess, you know, they, they gave some good news yesterday, talking about Nick Nurse, mm-hmm. about Kelly Oubre. Um, you know, he talked about how Kelly, you know, was practicing with the team. Now, yesterday was a light practice, um, so they really didn't do much, not a lot of contact. But what he did is he did five on, um, five on zero work. Okay. And he was asked if Kelly is going to come back. Uh, you know, quick, fast, in a hurry, like soon. And it was funny. And the guy, he was like, well, when is soon? And I said, Monday night against the Lakers. And he said, oh, no, no, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. And then he was like, uh, rather sooner than late, you know, one of those type things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess it's good now for Kelly to come back and, and to provide some more depth for the Sixers. And when you look at it, when Kelly was in there, Tobias was playing better. Everybody was playing better. The offense was 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 flowing easier. Yeah. Now you know it's going to take him a while to get back to where he was. I mean, not you know, I mean, he's just a little rusty, and then he has to uh, condition himself to playing with the injury. You know, but I think this is good news for the Sixers. Absolutely good news. Um... You know, Oubre made a made a significant contribution uh, as a starter for his team, um, just, just just thrown into the starting lineup. And without him, that's when they lost those games. They lost to uh, they lost to Indianapolis, the Indiana game, uh, lost the Minnesota game, um, and, and you know, and, and to good quality teams, they they could have lost those games uh, without him. But it's good to bring his 16 points per game back, um, and he's he's been a better defender uh, than, than than was advertised. You know, my question is going to be interesting as they bring him back to the day. You know, you and I have often talked about it. It's, we, we we prefer him coming off the bench, you know, so that they have a stronger second unit. I wonder how he brings him back into the lineup. You know, we've seen uh, Batum getting a lot of getting the call for the starting that lineup. I wonder if. Uh, if Ubre comes back in and starts, I wonder how that transition works. Um, and so, so that be that will be interesting to see. I, I again, I like to see him come off the bench. And I think you know, with the, with the injury, whenever he does make a return, I think they'll they'll work him in relatively slowly. But to the contrary, the fact that you know when when he first got hurt, they were saying that it's going to be an extended absence. Um, and they never really did put a, a number of games or a number of weeks on that. Um, so, you know, if, if, if he's out there doing, you know, five on love, pretty soon it'll, it'll escalate probably this week to five on five, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think that's a matter of, um, you know, they just want to make sure he gets out there and gets a real contact practice. Now, again, he's supposed to get reevaluated this week so it, you know i'm assuming he's getting reevaluated today or tomorrow right mm-hmm. and then they'll take it from there but you know i also don't think that the sixers want to put it out there 
when exactly he's coming back. Because in the past, you know, they would, you know, mention, okay, this guy is expected to come back on said day, you know, give yeah. their timeline. And then when the person didn't come back, it became major news. And then they had to explain stuff. So at later, net, lately, they always been um, basically making it seem like the guy was going to be out longer than he was. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, he came yeah. back early. And it's like, but did he really? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's more or less he didn't come back early. It's just that, you know, they they were a little bit vague on a, on a timeline for his return. And, you know, and, and I'm not being critical of them. It's just that's just how it was. Yeah. You know? and, and I yeah. think that's what they're going to probably do the same the, the same thing mm-hmm. for this one, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it'll be good to see him back. It'll be good. It's good to know that he's, you know, healthy. Um, and again, he's a guy, like you said, uh, you know, he, he, he fits nicely because he helps to create space on the floor. Um, and, and he can attack from, you know, from the perimeter and, and hit the three pointer. Uh, and, and, you know, you know, Tobias has struggled. We, we, we had to expect that Tobias was going to come down from that 65% he was shooting from the floor, you know, so that's the numbers coming down. And uh, you bring Kelly back in here, it just makes them, hey, there's a guy who's looks like a starter in, in this league um, for a few years to come and you bring him back and you add him to it, it just strengthens the lineup and, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was looking at the standings. There's some other teams that have emerged as well. You know, I mean, I think the team that's kind of emerged under everybody's radar is Orlando. I think Orlando might be 12 and four, or 10 and four, something like that. So, um, yeah, so it, it's, it's, it will be good to have Kelly out there enhancing what the 76ers do. I agree 100%. I, I agree 100%. So that's going to work out. But Mitch, like when we get back, I want to talk to you about um, the the Sixers' uh, defense against opposing All Stars. Mm-hmm. They've been getting torched for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. they actually been getting torched. So I want to talk to you about that um, when we get back. But right now, y'all, I want to talk to y'all about Fanduel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on Fanduel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Now, Mitch, so the last game that they played, um, Shea Gilgis Alexander is an all-star, all-star, um, you know, all-NBA player, performer. Mm-hmm. He had 31 points again. So. Right. Two nights before that, they go and they play Minnesota Timberwolves all-star guard, Anthony Edwards. He mm-hmm. has 31 points against him. And then before that, they play former Cleveland Cavaliers all-star. Now, these are like three consecutive games. Darius Garland, who had 32 points against them, right? 
And then the, then they played before that. <laughs> they play, um, well, they played Boston in between these games, but then they played, um, what's the guy from? Uh, Indy. Uh, from Indy, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tyrone, uh, Ty- Tyrese Halliburton. Yep. He had 33 points and 15 assists against him. Yeah. And then in the season opener, they played Dame Lillard. Who has 39 points against them? Now, again, we all know scoring is going up. Right. But the Sixers are one in four in those games. Mm. Right. And it just seems they've been getting torched. And a lot of times you look at it, the last, you know, you got to tinker with your, your rotation, the guys you close out with. You know, you got to bring an extra defender in there, perimeter defender. You know, is to you is that Nick Nurse says it's not a concern right now. It's a little concern, but there's other things he's concerned about. Is that a concern of yours? Uh, I'm not overly concerned about it, Keith. I, I think I think that the guys in this league who who really can play are really going to show out. You know, I think I think the Tyrese Halliburton thing. Um, you know, with with the number of assists and the points that he had was 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 impressive. Um, but I'm not, you know, because if if you look at the, if you look at the Sixers roster, you know, they've got the number one scoring duo in the league in, uh, in, 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 in Maxi and Embiid. And so you, you know, you're, you're going to get those numbers. I mean, that's what stars do in the league. That's what stars and superstars and emerging stars, whatever we're calling Tyrese at this point, that's what they do in this league. So, um, I think if you can you know, prevent them from just totally toasting you. Uh, like, like Anthony Edwards, they, they were just better across the board that night. I think that was the only game they just, they appeared to be completely outclassed in. But I think if you can keep them under, you know, relatively under control and, and more so keep the other guys, don't let the other guys, the ancillary players kill you. Um, and they've been doing a pretty good job of that. If you, if, if you can do that, I think you'll be all right. Remember when when you play the 76ers, what are you thinking? You know, can we stop Embiid? Um, this is he's on track to lead the league in scoring for what a third year in a row, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And and Maxi, the way he's playing, so I've come to you know the stars in this league just get theirs. You know, they they just get theirs. Um, But but what you do point out is a trend. If 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 you if you do slow the star. Do we have two more wins than we have instead of 10 wins? Are we sitting on 12, you know, and higher in the Eastern Conference? So, you know, it's, it's so that's where it's concerning. But I just think in this league, it's so hard, it's so hard to slow the stars down now. And, and the rules just cater to the stars being better performers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're right. I mean, they just got it, but there's something that you won't have to shore up because. The last game, you know, they had to take Tobias. It seemed like they took Tobias out of the, you know, out of the end. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't end, the, he didn't close out the game because you needed Pat Bev and you yeah. needed Nick Batoon in there. And then the game before that, you know, Nick Batoon wasn't really playing a lot of fourth quarter minutes, you know, but all of it is because. You know, they're getting attacked in the perimeter on defense. And they got, like, these three-guard lineups. And I get it, but, you know, that's just something that they got to shore up, 
you know, they really got to shore that up and, you know, moving forward. They really have to. So, you know, that's something they got to do. Keith, I got a question for you. Is, is, is LeBron an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season? I, I think he has an option this year. One of those things. Yeah. I think he has an a option. Okay. I mean, why are you saying they should go after LeBron? <laughs> and you know what? I thought about it over the weekend. Um, you know, and I always, my mind goes back to what does LeBron have? One championship with the Lakers? Yeah. He got the bubble championship. The bubble yeah. championship. You know, I, I'm not so certain it had, you know, there was that little brief as it was and irrelevant as it was the flirtation the 76ers had with him last time he was a free agent. You know, sometimes I wonder, would he have, maybe he has two championships if he plays alongside Joel Embiid. Maybe, maybe. he that legacy. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it could have been, it could have been. But now my thing is, do you want LeBron knowing that you're going to have to use a draft pick to get his son. And <laughs> yeah. do you have, can you get his son? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he does seem hell-bent on giving his son. And, and I, I appreciate and respect that. You know, he wants his boy to play in the league. Um, but, you know, I, and I, and who knows what kind of player LeBron, uh, Bronny's going to be, you know. Um so it's just 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 food for thought, you know. If yeah. you know, if had LeBron come here with the with the drought of of NBA championships now, not be it forty years for our franchise. So you, you just wonder about those things. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. LeBron has a player aid option of fifty one point four million dollars next year. LeBron, you don't need the money, man. <laughs> Man, life is good for him. I tell you that. I tell you that. I tell you that. Life is life good is for good. LeBron. Man, 51.4. 51.4. What could I do with 0.4? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, hey, y'all, I want to thank y'all for joining us this week. Um, I mean, today. And make sure you come back for the rest of the week. Um, you know, we'll have something tomorrow morning um, from tonight's game. Sixers are going to try to beat them for the, what, when, what, 10 of their last 11 matchups. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. What, a six-game winning streak against them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the Sixers are going to try to get it done. Um, you know, we're going to make sure we're going to continue to get it done for y'all for when you guys come back here. Um but make sure you, you know, you get this podcast, you know, Locked On 76ers. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. When you go to the YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell. Um, you become a new subscriber. In addition to that, you get notifications when we have, um, we drop our, you know, our next podcast. So do that today, people. I'm telling you, definitely do that. And me, I would like to thank y'all for listening. I want to speak for Mr. Mitchell yep, for you, uh, you know for for uh, thanking you guys for joining. And we will be back and talk to y'all tomorrow with a recap of the game and look ahead to the New Orleans Pelicans game. Ten of eleven. Peace.